That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hey, my brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. You know, when Russia invaded Ukraine in the beginning, I said this was going to be a distraction. No less tragic, because you have to understand that these globalist elites, with their agenda, they know that the best distractions have the highest body count and the highest level of property damage, because that's what's going to whip the global populace into an emotional frenzy, thus making them easier to distract. That's just the play. And I want to go over a CNN article and I'm going to ask you to make some substitutions in hopes of you seeing that it's the same con repeated throughout history and it just changes geography. It's the same exact con. And unfortunately, when you research the origins, they kind of originate in the same places, like the same four places, <laughs> right? I'm just making up a number, but it's, it's literally like the same the same origins for all of these things. So this article is coming from CNN, and you know me, I like to use the left-leaning rags because they're silly you know, activists now, they're not journalists. And this is titled, War Could Destroy Nearly Half of Ukraine's Economy This Year. And this is coming at, uh, April 11th, so that's today, from Michelle Toe, CNN business journalist. Ukraine could lose almost half of its economy this year as a result of Russia's invasion, according to the World Bank. In a report published Sunday, the bank estimated that the country's GDP could decline by 45.1% this year, although it noted that the magnitude of the contraction will depend on the duration and intensity of the war. Since the incursion began, vast swaths of Ukraine's infrastructure have been devastated with many bridges and neighborhoods damaged or destroyed. Some areas, including ports, have been hit by blockades while farmland around the country has been turned into battlefields. Ukraine was a major exporter of wheat and sunflower oil before the war and this year's planting season is being disrupted by fighting. Farmers also face difficulty accessing machinery and other essential products that would typically arrive through black seaports. Now, what I want you to understand is there are always people who profit from conflict, always. It's just the way that that works. Wars never accomplish anything for the people. They never do. The people at the top send off young men and women to perish. It's Ukrainian citizens, just normal citizens who are dealing with this. And then also Russian citizens are also being hit and they're also dealing with this. And what's even worse is that people are villainizing Russian people in its entirety, like, like every single person in Russia is to blame for this, and every single person in Ukraine is just a victim. And that can't be further from the truth. It's the same people at the top who are, who are causing all of this, and they're not suffering the consequences of any of these things. Yes, Ukraine's economy may go down, but you think that Zelensky being a millionaire is going to be affected or do you think it's going to be just the average Ukrainian? Same thing in Russia. You, you're sanctioning all of these oligarchs as if they don't have money elsewhere. All the while, the Russian people, the Russian citizens, just the average Russian Joe is suffering excessively. Do you understand? It's the same game. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to substitute 
Putin for white supremacists. I want you to substitute Ukraine for Black Lives Matter. And I want you to substitute the war for the riots in 2020. It's the same game. You understand it's the same game. They find a villain, they find a victim, and they whip you up into a frenzy and there's just destruction and death. And you're getting told that something is mostly peaceful and there's fires going on. And all the while, the citizens who live at these places that are getting, that are getting destroyed by the victims, BLM, they're the ones who are actually the ones suffering. They're the ones. And so you have the same con. They're putting all of this attention on Putin, who I said is a white supremacist, like picture like America's white supremacist, white supremacist, white supremacist. And then as an added bonus, they villainize who they call oligarchs. It, to me, it just seems like they're rich people. Show me why you're, what, what's the purpose of you sanctioning them? What does it have to do with the war? How is that going to stop it? How is that going to bring justice? But you know, especially in America, they villainize people who are wealthy. That's their go-to. They villainize them. Just you're automatically a villain if you're wealthy. In the meantime, while you're, while you're virtue signaling as we're going to sanction and we're going to keep sanctioning, the Russian people are suffering needlessly. And yes, the Ukrainian people are suffering needlessly. They're casualties of war in a game played by elites. And that's my point. All you have to do is make some substitutions. And you can do the substitution. You can say that the Ukrainians are George Floyd and Putin is Derek Chauvin. And you get the same thing. It's a game because they edited that video of George Floyd, the one that they initially put out, purposely not showing everything. And then they villainized Derek Chauvin, purposely not giving you every detail. And then they're able to justify destruction and justify, you know, even within our judicial system, justify basically not giving Derek Salvin actual justice because he wasn't tried in a court of law. He was tried in court of opinion. He was, he was subject to mob justice. And so my point is, is that not only is this a distraction, but it's the same type of distraction that's caused the same type of tragedy all throughout history, whereas the average person on the street, the average citizen who always ends up bearing the brunt of these mechanisms or machinations put in place by the people at the top. And no amount of sanctions is going to really affect Putin. He's still exceptionally rich. It doesn't matter what you do. Every sanction you put on him is going to affect the people, the people who actually don't have a hand in all of this stuff. And then same thing with Ukraine. They're not automatically just smelling like roses in this simply because you paint them as the victim. There's more to it, it's more nuanced. And I don't trust the media to tell me the truth about anything. If nothing else, the last two years should have shown you that you cannot trust the media to tell you the truth about anything. None of them. You have to do your own due diligence. You have to protect your own mind. You have to do your own research. And if you're not going to, then you have to assume that whatever they're telling you is either an out and out lie, has an agenda, or is a part of a truth. You cannot just take, oh, I'm reading CNN. What they're saying is completely true. No, you can't do that anymore. Hopefully you can see at least that.
I'm going to read a little bit more now. Russia's economy has already fallen into recession, with economic output expected to drop by 11.2% this year, the World Bank estimates. As I said, the Russian citizen is suffering. The Ukrainian citizen is suffering. They didn't want this. They didn't have a hand in this. They didn't ask for this. This is being put on both of them. They're both the victims in this. And the real enemies are on top. And I believe that Zelensky is a part of that as well. Putin, Zelensky, Biden, all of these folks at the top of these, of these countries. You just look at the way they speak and look at the way they react and you can see who's on the same page and who's not. You guys gotta open your eyes. You can't just believe what you're being told. Things just don't add up. There's a lot of things that just don't add up. They just don't. They expect you to, to look at all of this information and jump to these conclusions that are exceptional leaps of logic when you take them out of that context and apply them to something else. You're like, but I would never apply it that way, this way, but you want me to believe it. In this situation, I'm supposed to take your word for it. I'm not saying the war isn't real. I'm not saying that, that Putin is, is, is somehow absolved from all of this. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is that there's more to the story. The citizens on both sides are the ones who are suffering. I don't believe the mainstream media at all with anything they say. I believe that Putin is wrong because war is wrong and aggression is wrong. It's not going to solve anything. But I don't believe that Zelensky is a Boy Scout either. And you're completely crazy if you think that he is. Emerging markets in Eastern Europe and Central Asia are also expected to be hit hard with countries including Belarus, Moldova, and I'm not, I'm not going to pronounce this properly, sorry. Tajikistan expected to plunge into recession this year. Tajikistan. I bet you that's not how you say it. I apologize. But what you have to ask yourself is here in America, we have supply chain issues that were manufactured by the leadership because we didn't have to have supply chain issues. We're having inflation, once again, manufactured by the leadership. We didn't have to have inflation. We're having all of these issues that are completely manufactured. Then this war happens and then you have all of these other things that are going on. It's basically the same thing. Globally, you have supply chain issues and you're gonna have food shortages and you have inflation and all of these things. And so you have to ask yourself, because this has happened before. Like I said, all this stuff happens before. This just goes in cycles. If you, if you just read history, you, it, it's actually funny that it literally, the only thing that changes is, is the technology, the geography and the population of the, of the planet. Other than that, it's the same stuff happening over and over and over. <laughs> You have to ask yourself who benefits from all this stuff. And then you have to ask yourself, you know, is it possible that it could have been instigated? Is it, is it probable that this could have been instigated in order to have this outcome to benefit the people who always benefit from things like this? It's at least probable. I'm not saying it's definitive, but it's at least probable, right? Ukraine needs massive financial support immediately as it struggles to keep its economy going and the government running to support Ukrainian citizens who are suffering and coping with an extreme situation. Two things here. One, they need support immediately from who? Who's, who's obligated? Who's supposed to chip in and share their resources from another geographical area? Who's supposed to do that? That's one. And two, what about the Russian people? They're suffering too. You see what I'm saying? They're suffering as well. They, they're not automatically, the Russian people, whether they're located in Russia right now or, or 
or traveling the globe or citizen of, they're not at fault. You understand this? The Russian people are not Putin. You understand that? Just like the Ukrainian people aren't Zelensky. So I'm not blaming the Ukrainian people on the whole or even the Russian people on the whole. I think they're casualties of this war. I think they're collateral damage on both sides. So two things, who's supposed to give all this money to Ukraine? And what about the Russian people? Why are we villainizing them on the whole? That makes absolutely no sense. Why are we doing that? Seems, seems a bit discriminatory. I thought we were against discrimination. Seems a bit racist to me. I thought we were against that. Then the article ends here. As of late March, roughly 3 million people had lost their jobs and primarily estimates and pre preliminary estimates suggested that the economy may have already lost approximately 565 billion, Marchenko added, noting the massive destruction of Ukrainian infrastructure. To keep the economy afloat, the government has leaned on war bonds as well as less traditional avenues such as fundraising and cryptocurrencies and the sale of non-fungible tokens. I think that the true figures of total economic loss would be clear only after the war, he said. The best scenario is to end the war as quickly as possible. Well, the best scenario would, would be that no war started at all, because as I said before, war solves absolutely nothing. Preemptive aggression only causes more resentment and only makes that cycle of violence, that loop close in on itself, because that resentment eventually swells until it turns into preemptive aggression. So it just goes back and forth. That whole eye for an eye thing, leaving everybody blind. There's absolutely no justification for preemptive aggression. So I don't really care what was going on. There's no justification for, for, for Putin instigating this war. But that being said, there's more to this. There's more to it. And we may never know exactly what those details are, not definitively, because the people at the top are very good at either covering their tracks or using their resources to basically revise history or to put forth a narrative and repeat it, whether it's true or not, and have the global populace fall for it. This is something that isn't speculation because it's happened historically many, many times in, in very, very recent history, like very recent history. So I wouldn't put it past them to, of course, employ the same methods that they've been employing. I mean, they seem to work on, at least on the surface. The point of this segment is really to bring attention to who's actually suffering, who are actually being victimized in this. And it's the Ukrainian people and it's the Russian people. And the distraction of this war is being used to slide things through the back door while you're not paying attention, both in this country and abroad. And lastly, I want you guys to ask yourselves, with all the footage that's coming from this war, with everybody that's covering it, ask yourselves, why would you take everything that they're putting out at face value after, the, after what the last two years have shown you? Why would you do that? When you see the social media platforms, what they're allowing to be said, what they're allowing to be shown and what they're censoring. When you look at mainstream media and how many times, not only have they gotten a story wrong, but it turns out that what they said was the exact opposite of what was actually true, which in my book is a lie. 
how can you still believe these institutions? How can you still believe these leaders? Ask yourself that. So no matter what footage is, is coming out of Ukraine, no matter what's being said about Russia and their oligarchs, and now we're gonna sanction Putin's daughter and we're gonna do it. It seems really good on the surface to me. It seems like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, she must've been involved. I don't know if she's involved. I don't know. What I do know is what are these sanctions doing? What are these sanctions actually accomplishing? Except for it appears to be crippling the global economy even more, even more than what was manufactured during the virus because the virus didn't cripple the global economy. You understand that, right? The virus didn't come in and, and turn the light switch off. <laughs> so my question is, how can you still believe these folks? How? Anyway, these folks want you in the dark and you know me, I'm over here just trying to get you to turn on that light.